Hello, middle-aged gamers! Welcome back to the second part of our talk on delays! Today, Adam and Antoine will talk about anything and everything and not necessarily the actual topic of the show, but that's how we roll! Remember that you can see the actual show played back on our YouTube channel at Middle-Age Gaming! Enjoy the show! Hello and welcome back. This is Middle Age Gaming once again. Unfortunately, Phil has not been able to make it. We're not quite sure where he is, so maybe he'll pop in later, but who knows? So we're just going to have to wait and see on that one. So we're going to continue our theme from last week. We went on a bit of a tangent and got off track, but that's okay because there's still quite a bit to talk about. So Antoine, would you like to give us a quick recap on what the topic is and what we've kind of talked about so far? Absolutely. So last week we started talking about delays. Is that good or bad for developers and publishers to put on some delays as we have seen, especially in this COVID period, a lot of game, at least 51 this year, plus at least three, four, five next year already put on delays. So is that a good thing or a bad thing? And that's what we're already talking about last week. And as you said, we love to digress a lot. So since Crean couldn't make it this week and Phil is gone, actually, I hope he's fine. I'm <laughs> sure he's fine. He's probably just <laughs> so I guess we'll have to digress a lot to fill up our hour because I don't think we have many news. Yes, one news and about delays. FF14 and Walker is on delay, so that's very good for us. We can fill out five more minutes about the, on the show. That's right. So we got plenty to talk about. I still have a few questions that we didn't really get into last week, so we can get into some of those questions. But, for example, do you think... I was wondering if you can think of any examples. We, we talked about a lot of delays where mm -hmm. things didn't work out quite as they wanted, like Duke Nukem uh, Forever or Final Fantasy XV you were obviously very dissatisfied with. Uh, can you think of any Always times? Will. Sorry, what? Always will be. <laughs> Always will, yeah. Can you think of any time that a delay actually, in your opinion, actually kind of saved a game where it came out delayed and, and you were thinking, okay, I'm glad they delayed this. This is actually really, I'm really happy with the way this came out. Oh, damn. I should have gone prepared. I'm sure there is some, but <laughs> not coming right up my mind. So I'm sure that Forbidden West, which has been delayed, will be coming out on time and properly uh, next February or March or something like this. February 18th but, is the current date, but we'll see if that changes. But that's just a guess at that point. So a game which came out late. Can't think of anything at the moment. Do you have one? I will just try to think, think of one recent, which was the, most of the game were delayed. So maybe if I just pick one random yeah, you game. You probably just pick any game at this point. <laughs> Do you think that Scarlet Nexus was late or? I don't remember if Scarlet Nexus was delayed or not. I don't think so. I didn't see it on the list of games that was delayed and it came out this year. And it was pretty good. So, well, no delays, but good. good. So, so you finished it? it for delays. Not yet. It's quite long. But, says, you know, there's two stories. You have to play the game twice. Oh, right. Because you have to play as both characters. Exactly. Yeah. So not finished yet. Too much work. <laughs> Too much work. <laughs> really? Much. Yeah, I heard yeah, the game oh, wasn't yeah. that long. No, this game is not that long. It's just, you know, like uh, my real life work is, you know, a good 70 hours a week and between mm. this and the family and all. Unfortunately, there's not much time to play, <laughs> like well, one or two hours a week. You know, even if the game is not long, 
one or two hours a week uh, that gives you uh, two games a year or something <laughs> well that's what we're here for is uh to exactly. talk about all the all the trials and tribulations of gaming in our middle ages as we you know business and family and work and all that gets in the way how do we balance all those things uh so that's that's <laughs> what we're here for to discuss uh absolutely so yeah. and actually that's that's kind of one thing that it's kind of funny now i saw people were reacting negatively to the Endwalker delay and they were, Oh, you know, it's, it's all bad. And apparently from what I've heard, they're actually, the game itself is finished and they're just doing some, uh, what I heard is Q and a testing. So basically they just want to make sure that, because if you remember when, in, uh, when Shadowbringer came out, there were a lot of problems with people not being able to sign in just because there were so many people coming back of course yeah that is just really yeah. hard to get in so i've heard that the game itself is done they're just doing uh tests on their servers to make sure and that the they're servers, gonna be able to yeah. handle the influx of people so it's not the game that's delayed it's the the work on the servers that's they just want to make sure that that's prepared but the point is is when it was delayed i was actually you know a lot of people were upset oh no it's delayed we have to wait and and my first reaction is oh okay more tome, sh more tome <laughs> farming for me. You know, I get to <laughs> go back and do more of this, uh, knock out the stuff that I haven't knocked out yet. And that's kind of something that I've seen with like Horizon Forbidden West, you know, when, when I found out it was going to be delayed and it's like, oh, it's coming out on my birthday. This is this is wonderful. Yay. Happy birthday to me. I know a lot of other people were upset, but at this age for me, I, my backlog is so big that you know, <laughs> the only way that I'm able to play a game on time is if I just say, okay, I have this game over here and I'm just going to skip it and just jump into this new hotness. And then, you know, and then that, that just gets like, you know, pushed further back into my backlog. So whenever a game is delayed, I'm like, it's not like I don't have a dearth of things to play. So yeah, they don't bother me that much anymore. <laughs> you have to write to Valve thing. Please stop doing doing Steam sales every three times a year. I, I can't play the games anymore. Oh stop gosh, it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. The, the the Halloween sale uh, for the PlayStation I bought it's three games or something like that, and obviously I, I haven't yeah, played yeah. all of them, you know. So, but yeah, and then on my la on my final stream of Dreadout, somebody was recommending a another game. I think it's by I don't remember if it's a Thai developer or Indonesian, but I think it's called Araya or something like that. And oh, were, I, I was, I was the one recommending it to you in the last show. Oh, you recommend that one too? Okay, maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe it wasn't Araya then. Maybe it was a different one. Uh, okay. But they recommended one, and it wasn't on my wish list. So maybe it was a different game. I don't remember. But they recommended it, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, this will this will make a great game for next Halloween. <laughs> so like, yeah, I'm buying games already. a year, and it you know I have a game, and I'm not going to play it for a year. I still, uh, my wife got me Death Stranding when it first came out and i still haven't played it so now they're talking about the director's cut i'm like i might as well just wait for the director's cut to come out and just you know get the expansion to it and then just play the ps5 version yeah. i'm not a super big fan of this one that's okay but i'm just saying like you know like at the same time she also got me um dot hack was it dot hack not dot hack at roots dot hack gu recoded which was the three roots games combined mm -hmm. into one it's like a compilation and i haven't played that and, and i got that two years ago for christmas and now it's christmas again almost <laughs> so like <laughs> yeah so if so, horizon forbidden west doesn't want to come out until february i'm like okay 
that's fine. So that's not, time. You don't care about the publisher's delays. You you care about your own. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, I, I know that there's, you know, obviously not everybody's in our situation. I think most of the people complaining are typically younger people. Of course, yeah. Who, you know, have more time. But yeah, I, they don't bother me that much as, as much as they used to. I think the mm-hmm. last time I had, I think the last time I played a game that, I, I think the last time I didn't have something in my backlog to play was uh, back on the PS3. I think I remember... One time I was like, oh, I just finished a game and I got nothing to play. Oh, well, I'll, I'm gonna, I'll play one of the free PS Plus games. And I think that was the last time on the PS3 when I didn't have something that I was like, oh, no, no, I have to play this next. <laughs> so, so that was, what, 10 years ago at least? At least, Easily? yeah. Yeah, no Phil again. Uh, Korean's commenting here. Oh, no, no Phil again. Yeah, we don't know what happened. He's disappeared. I don't know. I was actually mentioning the fact that, you know, there's a time difference here in Canada. We moved uh, one hour and uh, I was like, oh, uh, Adam, already? Shall we were starting the show already? Say, yeah, we don't have any time difference in uh, in Taiwan. Ah, okay. So I yeah. could have been late and Adam would have done the show all by himself. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. It would have been the second time I've done that. So. <laughs> But yeah, it's yeah. Uh, that's an interesting thing for those of you who don't know. Uh, if you're, for example in America or Canada, you guys still have daylight savings here in Taiwan. We do not have daylight savings. So our schedule stays the same year round. It, clocks never change. And I know a lot of people in the States want to change that. What about Canada? Is there kind of a push in Canada to get rid of it? Yes, I'm pushing to get rid of it. A Korean misses it because you get the uh, you get to sleep in and you wake up and the sun's not quite up yet. Yeah, it's, cause it's supposed to follow the sun, I think, or in the morning. But uh, Yeah, that means that right now by 3.30, maybe 4 p.m., it's dead dark. That's not fun. <laughs> yeah, here it's, I mean, yeah, here, here, I mean, we're closer to the equator. We're just where we are in Kaohsiung City. We are just south of the, what do you call it, the Tropic of Cancer, the northern one. I think Capricorn's the southern one. Just to I'm answer sure. Korean, yes, we, we did have it in Ireland as well. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So we're 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 basically on the equator. So for us, our, our time difference doesn't shift too much. But that means it, mm. winter doesn't get cold. I'm still wearing shorts and short sleeves now. So yeah, we're we're, we're uh, everyone's talking about how we have cold weather now. They're, they're like, oh yeah, we got cold weather this week until next week. All right. So Korean says, yeah, it's the Tropic of Cancer, 23.5 degrees. And Kaohsiung is right on the line. So let me double check here what the weather is like today. Okay, so today is going to be 26 degrees Celsius. So, huh. yeah. So that should be, what, 80s or so Fahrenheit? I'm and, in a, and in a month, I'll be covered in snow, dead in the negatives. Yep, Yay. and our leaves will still be green. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll have typhoon. I never have typhoon, so... <laughs> That's true. That's true. We have typhoons, but I mean... Does the east coast of Canada ever get hurricanes? Do they ever make it that far north? No, we, we well, from time to time, but it goes into the Maritimes, you know, Nova Scotia. So if there's a bit of a backlash in Montreal, it's usually just a bit of winds. Oh, okay. Never that bad. Because I know, I know the, like, New York's had them before. So I know they can get kind of north. Go, go yeah, yeah, but north. along the coast, I'm more like inland. Oh, oh, okay, where you are, yeah. Yeah, where we were in Virginia, we were still pretty far inland too so it would be a heavy rain by the time it reached us but again we're getting off on a tangent here Absolutely. so <laughs> which isn't so bad all right but yeah as far as a, a game that was delayed that 
I think came out pretty good. If I remember correctly, I believe Final Fantasy VII Remake was delayed. Actually, no, it, it was delayed. Yeah. So, and I was very happy with the way that came out. I mean, some people complained about t- textures on doors, but I think that was the the biggest complaint. Uh, but I was very happy Texture. with the way that turned out. Yeah, and I and I really liked the way that they did it with the chapters so that it didn't feel as much like a corridor as some of the older ones. It'll be interesting to it'll be interesting to see what they do with the next one because where the next one starts off is where the overworld started in the original Final Fantasy 7. Mm-hmm. So just being in Midgard did give them advantages in terms of development on on how to structure the game and stuff like that because it was fairly linear uh story-wise the story beats are where you you need to go in the original so that was to their advantage i'll be i'll be curious to see what they do in the next one i'm wondering if they'll probably do it kind of a cross between remake and what's the other one 15 where maybe you have a, a bigger map but like 15 had chapters as well where after you beat it you could go back and play specific parts so i'm wondering if it'll be kind of like that i'm not sure but uh, we'll have to see. But that one was delayed, and I thought it was—I thought it came out. Yeah, great. and the next one will probably be delayed too. I—I I am almost certain that the next one is going to be delayed. There, there is a very slim chance that it won't. I will say. Yeah, uh, just to go back on the topic of fourteen, remind me, it was just delayed a month, right? Not even. Uh, not even. I think. I think it was supposed to originally come out on what November thirteenth or something like that, or. 23rd and then it's been delayed to december 7th so it's it's not even a full month i don't think so maybe you guys are too young but uh, before ff14 there was warcraft and each time they add a new release <laughs> the servers crashed automatically every time and there was what six or seven add-on and every single add-on it crashed and on ff14 i don't remember if it really crashed but it was very near crash or so hard to get actually in game so i can understand for them you know to take a month to you know build up their, their servers we'll see how good it is or at least uh, you and the field will and if you can improve your quality of life of getting inside the server it's invaluable because i recall myself you know i bought the game i was excited i want to play and i can't play for three days because the first server were like ah too many people <laughs> let me leave because not only you know they're releasing a new game, usually it's also the time they launch campaign of uh, yeah, come back to the game, fifteen days for free or one month for free. So yeah. the influx of old customer and new customer are just too big. So no, no. As long as it improves the quality of life, it's a good thing. At least you know, to my point of view. Yeah, I think uh, I'm not quite sure how it's going to turn out this time. It's funny because when I played WoW, I played vanilla WoW, and I actually stopped right before the first expansion. And then I came back for Battle for Azeroth, but I think I came back right after it started. So I wasn't there on like the day. And then I stopped after the Blitzchung incident with the whole, what was it? Was it Hearthstone, I think, where the guy said, you know, Freedom for Hong Kong. And they banned him. Mm. And when they did that, I was like, nope. Mm-mm. So I I, uh, <laughs> I banned myself and I made a deal. What's the game for nothing? Well, yeah, not for, well, no, because uh, I played it for a few months. I think I played it for like uh, two months or something. I think it was. 
Yeah, and then I banned myself for that, and I made a deal that I would ban myself for the duration that Blizzard had banned the, the player for uh, Hearthstone. So that was six months, and I ended up not playing for I think two years. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then my friends really wanted to get back into it with what was the latest one, Shadowlands, I think. And so I finally came back like two years later or something like that and played for a few months. And we haven't played that for a while. Uh, (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I I was never really there when when those ones released. And then with Final Fantasy 14, I joined, I I guess it was either, I think it was between the release of uh, Stormblood and the release of the first uh, post-Stormblood patch. I think it was because I don't think Rabinaster was available yet. So I joined during that time. So I missed the whole influx from Stormblood. But with Shadowbringers, I remember that when you would sign in, yeah, you would have a queue and it would say like, you know, you're number 414 of people waiting to get into the game. And it could take a while to get in. And, and it really confused me, too, because what would happen is it says, you know, you're this number, but it doesn't count down. I remember when I played League of Legends, it would always count down and it would say like where you are in the queue, you know, so it's like, okay, you're 414. Now you're 396. Now you're 386. Now you're 375. You know, so it tells you that you're getting closer. Fantasy 14 doesn't do that. So it just says that number and you just have to wait and you have no idea whether it could be 10 minutes or 10 seconds to get in. So, yeah, it, it. so that was uh it, it would never crashed but then i did like the fact that they said that if you're idle for 30 minutes it'll automatically kick you out of the game so that other people can log in because uh, there are a lot of people in limsa lomensa who just like to hit the dance emote and then walk away and <laughs> dance exactly yeah exactly so now they have to come back every now and then and click the keyboard or whatever i remember there was this trick when you were in the in the queue like this you just uh, Get in the queues and cancel and re re get in the queue right away and sometimes it just you know log you in. Oh maybe yeah I'm not sure I I know that whenever I would log in and then I would hit cancel and then I would hit it again to refresh the number sometimes the number would go up because it would kick me out of the queue so maybe yeah. if you did it fast enough it could boost you to the front but something um, like this I don't know yeah I learned that you have to just stay in the queue and just accept that that number is not true <laughs> and Actually, just take your fate. chances yeah exactly. But no I think wait for it, no wait for it. Exactly. But I think that because they, now they've moved to the new data centers. I think that was after Stormblood. It might have been or Shadowbringer. I think that was after Shadowbringer, but maybe that was just before Shadowbringer. I don't remember. But uh, yeah, now they have the new data centers up. So that should make things a little bit easier, I think. But yeah, don't quote me on that. Crossing fingers. Yeah, don't quote me on that. Plus, I'm playing on an East Coast US server, so I'm here in Taiwan. So <laughs> my latency oh. isn't the best. It does, it's actually not that bad. Right it's here? actually not that bad. Yeah, yeah, it's not that bad. I can uh, play occasionally a there's lag, but huh? Can you play a ninja with lag? Uh, I remember there was a few a few rolls. If you have a little lag, just you know, half a second or something, you're dead because you need to get out of the red zone and as long as uh... yeah no uh, that's the interesting thing is i don't know if they've changed it or not but for me yeah it's it's, uh, uh, that's one thing that i learned very early on was that if you see an aoe on the ground you're not going to be hit by the aoe you're going to be hit by that icon on the ground so if you're inside the circle when the circle goes away but you move out of the way for the attack you'll still get hit by the attack 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But at the same time where if the circle goes away, you can move back in and the guy will slam something right down on your head. But if you weren't in the circle when it disappeared, you'll take no damage. So, yeah, the point is you, you have to watch the things on the ground. Don't watch the animations. But I, I know that uh, Final Fantasy fourteen does something different from... I, I don't know if WoW does this now, but they do everything on server ticks. And so when you hit your command, it's not, and they don't, you don't immediately respond to it. Uh, what'll happen is it'll send the command to the server. And when the server, you know, ticks over, that's when it executes the command. So it executes everybody's commands at the same time. So because of that, I think that makes kind of a natural latency in the game and it makes it so if your latency is really high, it's not as bad because everybody's oh. kind of dealing with this. That's um, a good improvement. <clears throat> yeah, so it's it's uh, it definitely makes it so that the game is not as twitchy as maybe some other games. Like if you were playing, say, Black Desert Online or something like that, then you want to be able to, you know, get that lag out of the way because everything's... You know, it's kind of it's kind of built like a fighter, like Street Fighter or something like that. You do not want lag. But in no. Final Fantasy 14, you know, since it's like, you know, you hit the attack and then it's a charge or whatever. It's not that bad. So, yeah, me, the fact that I'm all the way over here in, in Taiwan is not an issue. I've had some games where it's not a big issue. When I played the Star Wars Battlefronts, it was not a big issue. And I've had other games where it was just awful. I played, there was a game that was free on PS Plus. I don't remember what it was called. I think it was like Dead Star or something like that. It's not available anymore. They took it down. <laughs> But yeah, that one was awful. If I played with my friends, I would have like second, seven second lag and it was just terrible. Oh, it would just be janky this. and it was just, I could not play with them. And so we were like, okay, well maybe I should host and then they'll log in and then they could not play. They were like, oh my God, this is awful. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but having a dedicated server, I think that one was peer to peer though, whereas uh, this should be dedicated servers. But again, we're getting off topic on delays. But it's okay because Final Fantasy 14 has a delay, so it's similar. Uh, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep doing this, so I think we just need to accept it at this time. Yeah, this yeah, point. yeah. It's fine, you know. Okay, so anyway, so you don't have any examples of uh, of, a, of a game that delayed? Uh, not that I get. I'm thinking right. of the games I played recently. I think with friends, I played Valheim, but I don't think Valheim was delayed. So not really any games I have in mind. Mm. Yeah, Valheim, I think, also was uh, early access as well, right? Uh, possibly, yes, that's why. <laughs> now, if you had an early access game and then they delayed the full release, would you still consider that a delay? Because you could that still depends. play it. That, de that depends. Uh, I was, at the very beginning of the channel, I was reviewing Black, Black Skyland or something mm -hmm. like this. And uh, so for a while, it was like this in early access. And they said they set up a, a date, you know, saying early access and this, uh, this, and uh, this date. And full game will be released on that date. And on that date, they said, we're still not ready yet. Sorry. So we're going to move it two months later. So it's just they extended the early access two months. But technically, it's a delay because, you know, they gave a date and they said, uh, we're not ready. I'm sorry, we're still having a strong input of of players saying this is laggy, this not, doesn't work, stuff like this. So they, you know, cleaned up their games until um, until it was good, and I haven't played it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've, noticed, 
that's kind of a trend. Early access games are almost never released on time. Any, pretty much any game that I can think of that's been in early access, uh, the official release was always pushed back. Oh. Uh, was it PUBG was like that for years, right? Yeah, but Subnautica was on time. I think it was early access for a while. Was it? I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Subnautica is always early access. You know, small team, so they use the player input to correct a game. Okay. Yeah, because I know two games that I've been waiting for for years was one of them I mentioned last time. I couldn't remember the name. It was Re-Legend. But that one, you can play early access on Steam. And the other one was Pray for the Gods. And that one is also early access on Steam. So technically, I could play both games right now. But I've been waiting for them to come out on console. And I, I it almost feels like these, you know, like, I don't know. This is kind of my opinion. I don't know if this is true or not, but it almost feels like when games come out on early access, the devs are kind of like, well, we got something out there. You know, it almost feels like they don't like they kind of lose their not their drive, but like that. Yeah. yeah, You know, light a fire under their butts or whatever. But it it kind of feels like, oh, you know, we have something to, to appease the crowd. So we don't they don't have that pressure to 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 push it out. So, for example, I think Pray for the Gods was originally I don't I might be wrong on this, but I think it was originally supposed to come out on the PS3 and then it got pushed to the PS4 and now we're already into the PS5 and it's still not out. And but the, it, it's they've always had on their site, you know, it's going to be coming to PlayStation and Xbox and it's going to come out on consoles, but it's uh, only out on PC, which is I'm sure you would say argue is a perfectly good argument for why PC is superior because you can get access to these things. Absolutely. <laughs> so. But that's, a, that's actually a, a good question. Do you think that early access takes some pressure off you know, the shoulder of the team and they don't mind being a bit late because of this? I'm thinking, just imagine that Star Citizen slash Squadron 30, 42 did not have an early access, which you know players can play since 2012. Do you think it would have been released much, much earlier? I think it would have been abandoned, to be honest. I think they would have just said nope uh, that's not happening like, yeah think they would have refunded the player or was it kickstarted it was kickstarted but uh, no, i think I in 2016 in 2016 they changed you know the legal content of the game saying you gave money to a kickstarter in the hope of having a game but you didn't buy a game you know they put a little line like this to make sure that the players couldn't get refunded like, really really tricky i think i vaguely Pure American that legal news. system yeah, that that's like Korean's a really big supporter of Kickstarter. And so he's kickstarted a few things. And I know I know some of the stuff that he's kickstarted has come out and he's been very happy with it. I think Ooblets was one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there was another one he played. I don't remember if my time in Portia was one, uh, but I think I my time in Sandrock is another so. one that was. Yeah. OK, so he says, yeah, yeah my time okay. in Portia. Uh, so that was another one he kickstarted that came out. But I know he's had a few duds too, where he said, you know, he's uh, kickstarted it and they just, you know, that's just the risk you take, you know, it just doesn't work out sometimes. But yeah, I do kind of feel if if it goes to early access, I, I feel that a lot of times the developers are kind of like, you know, because in a way it's almost like we've, we've released a product that is maybe, because usually it's... it's well, it might be glitchy, but they're usually pretty close. I would say, you know, you're 80 to 90% finished at that point or whatever. And I think most True. of the time, 
because especially I, I mean I don't know I don't I haven't played too many of these early access games but I, I think a lot of them typically aren't very story related like I know Baldur's Gate is Baldur's Gate 3 is an early access but that has a story but it cuts you off at a certain point and so obviously people want to finish that story but most of the ones that I've heard of that release into early access aren't very story heavy so if you don't you know so you're not going eight years without finishing a story you know it's it's more about like PUBG or something like that where you can pop in and out I mean that's my opinion I might be wrong like I said I don't play a lot of these early access games uh, well, Matai Portia is very much a crafting game, but it really yeah. follows a, quite a, a lot of story a bit, like, you know, Stardew Valley. You need the story to put you into witchcraft do ne- to do next. And mm. it was really cool. I can't wait for Sandrock, but this one has been delayed many times, I think, as well. Oh, has it? I don't uh, know, but I've, I've been waiting for it forever. I really see. want to play it. I really love Portia. Okay, yeah, I haven't played either one. But uh, they're not on the list, so I guess it wasn't meant to come out this year. So and shame, I see, I think I don't remember if it's Chinese or Japanese players, but they made the story change. You know, there was a big drama of uh, one of your waifu <laughs> who's actually uh, quite sick, and in the original story, after a few years, whatever you do, she dies because oh, really? she's really really sick, and because she's a very lovable character, the players. We're so annoying with the devs. They say, okay, you know what? We'll give you a quest to find the medicine and puff, she's fine. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a way to, to cure a terminal disease. <laughs> now, what, what's your opinion on something like that? Because I know, for example, if you're playing kind of a more mature RPG, which I mean, Final Fantasy VII isn't super mature, but obviously we all know what happens to Eris or Eris, if that's how you want to pronounce her name. Uh, but we all know what happens to her, and and I think if you had undone that, I, I think it would have hurt the game because you oh, you know yeah, you want to feel that, that loss. That was the whole point was that you want the player to experience that. Now I think the my time at Portio was probably a, a more lighthearted game, probably not intended to be you know have that same impact on somebody. So in your opinion, I mean, do you think it was better with with it's... allowing them to save her or? It's very, very different in, because uh, FF uh, Final Fantasy VII was very much like a movie and everything had uh, like a movie construction. And if you remove the bad event in the middle, then your movie crumbles and just doesn't make any sense. Portia is very much different because the, if you decide not to actually go with this lady, I think Ginger name was, uh, if you marry other one and someone the one, then you will never have this event. So it, you know, it really doesn't matter that much. It's just uh, okay because it's, it's more of a lighthearted kind of uh, relaxing yeah, exactly. game, right? So yeah, if you have that in there, you I could see people being like, "I hate this. This isn't relaxing anymore." <laughs> I mean, it's not a, uh, what I mean is like it's not a compulsory event. It really depends on your choice. Uh, Portia is very much of a choice-based game which in FF7 is uh, you have a line and you follow it and you enjoy. Yeah. So that's cannot have the same impact. It's yeah. really, uh, you know, crafting game. So yeah, much, much more lighthearted and uh, you don't have all the drama you have in FF7. So all right. very different, very different. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, so we talked about something like Star Citizen, which you said, I mean, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it should be 2012 was when it? First, yeah, 2012 Robert's Industry. 
<laughs> so do you think that delays can actually kind of kill hype for a game? Do you think, because I think a lot of people oh, now yes. kind of, it's almost become a meme, right? Like this game will never come out. <laughs> of course. I mean, it's not unseen to have games in development for eight or 10 years, but usually you don't hear about it until the very end and it's uh, introduced at the E3 and you wait, what, one, two years before it's released. This one, they started the campaign in 2012. So imagine you paid for a game in 2012 and you won't play it until 2023, 20, 24. They can play it. Hype is gone. Goodbye. <laughs> that's, that's gone. You're, of course, you can come back to the game, you know, like uh, like I go back to, um, uh, what's the name? Star, uh, Starfare, you know. Uh, but that's some games like this, which I come back to, you know, from time to time because it's it's fun to to play for a couple of weeks but that's just because you have nothing to do and you don't, don't want to spend some time but no of course the hype for this is dead and buried <laughs> it was it was a thing at some point but now it's gone do you think that maybe part of the problem is is that when you have a game that's delayed for so long if it is if it does get a lot of hype but it doesn't come out do you think maybe Sometimes that hype gets siphoned off by other games where other developers are like, okay, I'm going to make maybe not a whole game like it, but similar to it. Like, for example, uh, with Star Citizen, I, I've seen people not completely compare it to, but uh, what's that other game that was really Elite popular Dangerous. on Xbox? Elite Dangerous, right, exactly. So in Elite Dangerous, you can't do everything that you can do in Star Citizen, obviously, but you can do a lot of the exploration and stuff like that. And so, you know, Elite Dangerous kind of maybe took one aspect of Star Citizen and siphoned that off. And then was it No Man's Sky took some concepts, you know, the procedurally generated or whatever, and pulled that off and whatnot. So do you think that in some ways... Adam, I think delivery is coming. Yeah, there's a delivery coming. So I'm going to have to pop out for a second and you're just going to have to chat to yourself while I pick it up. That's okay. It's only going to take a a second. Uh, It's just cat food. They're delivering <laughs> cat food. All right, so I'm going to pop out for a second here, but real quick, do you think that the delay sometimes has an impact on, or do you think that the delay allows other people to siphon off that, you know, some of that hype? So oh. have at it. <laughs> so now I'm just talking to myself, which is absolutely awkward, just to answer each question, which I will have to <laughs> answer again when it comes back. Uh, yes, I think if your game has been announced way too early, you will have a hype for a few months, maybe a year if you're lucky and it's a very great game, and then uh, your fan will lose patience and go to something else. And uh, I think that's actually what happened on Cyberpunk 2077 is because this game has been delayed a few times and it should have been delayed for another six months, but there was such a big hype that I think, in my opinion, publishers said, we have to release it, otherwise we're going to lose our fan base. And which was a massive mistake, of course. But at the same time, if they released it in six months or in another another six months or a year, would they have made the same amount of sales that they did? Because I think they made a massive amount of sales. There was a giant hype on this game. So that's um, that's a question, and uh, I wish I could ask Adam about it, but he's still not back. So Korean, uh, what do you say? Do you think it was delayed or the overhype that killed it? Uh, you, uh, if you're talking about cyberpunk, 
I think the overhype for me. I think the overhype puts so much pressure on the publisher to release it that you know they were like, there's no more choice. We delayed we already delayed it once or twice. I think it was twice at this stage. Our fan base will not accept the fact that we delay it another time. And at some point, you know, you have to take the Blizzard way and say it's going to be ready when it's going to be ready, guys. And that's it. And you can see here uh, how it went out on PlayStation 4. And it was a catastrophe. Uh, you played it, you were so disappointed because it was horrible. You played it on PS4 or computer. Because computer, I heard a lot of things, but PC, of course. Okay, so even on PC, you were disappointed because the massive, uh, the, the biggest complaint I heard about was on PS4, that the game was so catastrophic that, you know, they have to actually give back money after a week and take it out of sales. And I can't recall if any other game has done that. I don't know if you have one on the top of your mind, but I can't recall any game which had to pay back the players during the, uh, the player power fantasy. <laughs> I had Cree uh, <laughs> to, to talk with me, so. Oh, okay. So we were talking about the uh, Cyberpunk 2077 and uh, what killed it was it the delay or the overhype. And I was saying that I think because the game was delayed twice and the hype was so strong on this game, the publisher were felt pressured about releasing an unfinished product when you know it completely it was a catastrophe, of course. And we know uh, we know on PS4 uh, they had to actually pay back pay back the players. And uh, Crean was saying that uh, he played it on PC upon release, and it was a big disappointment. So this, and I was saying. So they released it on it, and of course it was terrible, but they still made a massive amount of sales. If they took six more months or maybe a year to finish the game, would the hype would have just died down? And even if the game was complete, would, would they have made the same amount of sales? That's a good question. I mean, I would say they probably would only because it's CD Projekt Red and of the success of The Witcher. So in that sense, I think the if the hype had died down i think they actually probably could have been kind of safe with that other publishers i don't think could pull that off i think i think they i think that was purely the goodwill of the witcher 3 that would have kept them alive but yeah i probably well that, okay so Korean says here given the number of problematic systems i think it would have taken a year to fix probably longer well now it's supposed to be in a playable state and it's roughly a year later so that's probably a fairly good assessment <laughs> the only thing I wouldn't be sure about is why weren't these bugs picked up earlier? I mean, what was it about their testing that they hadn't, would they just not have enough time to fix these bugs or did they just not do sufficient testing and, and they needed the player base to do that for them? So, oh, okay. So yeah. Korean saying management pushed I, them to release it. Okay. I, I agree with Korean. I so it was a hundred percent of time thing. Oh. No, okay, it was on Bloomberg. Yeah, of course, the developers were... They, um, yeah, they knew that uh, games was bugged as hell. It's just, you know, the there was marketing and sales and saying the hype is as... You know, the, the wave, the hype is at the top right now and we have to release it now if you want to maximize the sales. And and here you are supposed to do customer service, not sales. So they, they uh, 
Maybe so went into the wrong industry or whose fault do you think that is? Do you think it was originally the higher ups saying we want this game to release by this time developers, you need to find a way to make it work. Or do you think it was somebody who actually had some connection with development? They were told what they needed to do and they said it should take us this long. And then it ended up taking them longer than they initially expected. And the higher ups were like, Nope, you told us it was going to be ready by this time. So we're holding you to it. Who do you think was more responsible for the, I think two that. people are fun. There's two people at fault here. First, and the fault is on the players themselves. Everything has to be done right now. Come on, you're not gonna die. You can play other games for a year before something is finished. This game is like hundreds of games every year. Leave time, you know, for the developer to finish their games. So players who want everything right now. That's catastrophic. Really, seriously, that's a problem. Second problem is uh, management, you know, because as I said, this game has been re- uh, delayed twice already. Maybe they were a bit pissed off. Okay, you delay- made us delay twice. We don't want to delay three times. Okay, fair enough. But at the same time, really seeing a game which is an, in beta, it's just shooting your own foot. So management doesn't see, you know, they just see the numbers, they just see the projections of sales they can do. They don't actually have the boots on the ground, they don't see what the game looks like, what the product is. And that's, I think, there's a problem of communication here, that uh, the management should have an eye on how uh, finished the product, the product is, because at this stage it was not, absolutely not, not even 90%, not, not 80%. Uh, I don't think they are very happy to be able to do to have to pay back the PS4 players. That I'm sure they were very pissed and they knew they made a mistake. And that yes, yeah, so or maybe a communication problem. Too much pressure. Too much. Bethesda would have this problem with Elder Scrolls Six being on the. Are they even working on an Elder Elder Scrolls Six? Oh yeah, they announced it. They announced it. Did uh, it? Couple of years ago, yeah, they have a they have the reveal trailer, but it's really just like a, a camera panning through the clouds, basically, and then you see some mountains, and it plays the Elder Scroll theme, and it says, you know, Elder Scroll Six. So that's very interesting. We have Korean here saying, "I think Bethesda will have this problem with Elder Scroll Six being owned by Microsoft. Do you think they will be forced to release in 2023, or maybe a delay?" Bethesda is working on very thin layer of eggs here because they completely blow out and nearly died with Fallout 76. They did not do well. They they cannot, absolutely cannot miss, uh, mess up Elder Scrolls 6. If they mess it up, it's finished, they're gone. That, that, that's how it is. So they are backed up by Microsoft. They have the financial power to wait and to develop their game further. It's not like they are an independent studio anymore. So they are not pressured by numbers, even though management will always put pressure to release earlier. But they don't have this, you know, um, fear of if we don't release by this date, we're in the red and we're going to die. Now, they don't have this problem. Now they are owned by a powerhouse. So if uh, if they release too early, that's entirely their fault, absolutely. And maybe you said it was already announced two years ago? Two or three. I don't remember the exact time frame, but it was it was announced a while back, yeah. 
far too early <laughs> far too early i don't know when they start working a lot of people were saying that they were like because everybody knows they're gonna make it and then when they release it it literally just said elder scrolls 6 we don't even know you know it's not skyrim it's Regional. not oblivion it's just elder scrolls 6 no subtitle and so uh, yeah and then it, it showed a landscape and that was it and so people are i think speculating that it might be somewhere near uh was it high rock or i i fear i fear that uh, they're gonna pull people from uh, Tezo, so you know the elder scroll online which is releasing it's working well and it's releasing add-ons pretty often actually i think there was one recently uh they did uh, i don't really know, know the regions but uh, i think they did the region quite recently and uh I think they are the best people, best place to work on Elder, Elder Scrolls 6, but they are announced 2018, release 2024. Release date, January 2024. Yeah. Okay, uh, that depends on the amount of teams they have working on it because they need the expertise of the guy working on Tezo, on Tezo because they already own the universe. They are, already have most of the assets, I believe. Because that's the thing, you know, like with Star Citizen, they are working on Squadron uh, Squadron 42, which is a single-player game, and Star Citizen being the MMO behind. But the assets are the same. You know, like when they develop something for one game, they develop it for the other one. So what they develop for Tezo, they might develop or, you know, take it for uh, Elder Scrolls Six as well. So somehow they can maybe shorten the development time with this. I don't know. What do you think? Well, ESO, is that... Is that... Bethesda or is that DICE? That should be DICE, right? Weren't they the ones that did ESO, which is why it looks pretty different from the other Elder Scroll games? Oh, is it? Yeah. I, I know they definitely did the online aspect of it. I think I think they might have designed the entire game. I'm not sure. So Bethesda um, is not involved? Or? I mean, they own the IP, so they're involved. But I think DICE was the ones that predominantly put it together. So I don't know how much... Uh, oh, as far as development, it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how involved Bethesda, Zenimax, uh, and Bethesda. But yeah. Bethesda is still involved. I think Dice is owned by Zenimax too, though, so I'm not quite sure. But yeah, so it says, uh, let's see, possible Skyrim DLC or mods from Dice 2012 keynote. But Dice is owned by Electronic Arts. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but again, you can see that it's announced in 2018 and say, guys, you have a game in six years. Did they pull out out of the hat? Really? Because uh, six years of development for an Elder Scroll? That seems little. I don't know how much uh, time they needed on Skyrim. Somehow, I believe it was more than six years. I don't know. And they still have Starfield coming out, too. So that'll that'll be out between True, and Elder Scrolls 6. So they still have to get that release out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of these cool, games cool. take take years and so years and years the, the question is because Bethesda I don't know how big the studio was but not that big they couldn't hire yeah it's pretty big but how many teams did they have working on this project no they have own, they are owned by Microsoft they can recruit more teams maybe to work on different projects at the same time I don't know but maybe the fact that they are owned now can make a difference because money is the power of doing everything <laughs> Okay, so yeah, the Elder Scrolls Online is it's the first project of Zenimax Online Studios. 
And then they, Bethesda is just the publisher, not the developer. Ah, uh, okay. It's like Niantic for Pokemon, I guess. So Zenimax is, uh, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. So I was wrong. I guess Dice is not involved. What game was I thinking about then that has Dice then? I don't remember. <laughs> Question. Um, do you have any news? Because I see it's already 51. Yeah, I do have a little bit of news. I do have a few news things. So let's go ahead and take a look at those. So we just didn't talk about delays again. <laughs> Oh, we talked about delays a bit. We talked about games that were delayed. I only really had one other question. Uh, Uh, I'll ask that one real quick. Basically, uh, my question was, what do you think is a reasonable time between the last news you receive on a game and assuming that a game is dead? Okay, because a lot of times we'll hear about a game and then it's delayed and then you just don't hear anything about it for a really long time. What do you think is a good amount of time to assume, okay, this isn't happening anymore? Well, I think taking against Star Citizen, they have a roadmap and you can see how much they are following the roadmap. And if they are very late, usually developers tell you why, uh, either on their Discord server or their website or whatever. If you still don't hear anything after a few years, first thing I would do is go on Google and check if the studio has been bought or went down or something like this. Because usually this is the cause of delays or just, you know, shush, or just blizzard saying, yeah, it's going to be ready, it's going to be ready. Leave me alone. <laughs> so if you don't hear anything after a year, you know, like in I, I leave one E3. If they announce something at one E-Cube and nothing at the next one, if, you know, the following one, two years later, if there's still no news, it starts, you know, smelling bad, I would say. Quite rotten smell. Yeah, I only asked that because two of the games that are on the list of delays, one of them was Little Devil Inside, which was announced a couple of years ago. And then nobody heard anything about it for almost a year. I think they just basically hadn't said anything. So a lot of people assumed that the game was dead and they, you know, they weren't doing anything with it. But then at the most recent state of play, they released some new footage. So it looks like it is still being developed and should come out at some point. Um, mm. The other game, though, was Warhammer 40k Darktide, which I know Korean was looking forward to. And that one, similar thing, you know, they talked about it for a long time and then it just there hasn't been news on it for months. And so a lot of people are wondering, is this still happening or is it over? Yeah. Uh, at the same time, it depends on the trend. You know, sometimes, you know, people really want space games. Sometimes they want Westerns or whatever. And it's really often that studios keep their franchise because they own a franchise and they keep it tucked away, uh, thinking, I'm waiting for the time where people we are going to start thinking, you know, like, uh, I really want to have a Western game. Okay, Red Dead Redemption 2. Or I don't know. Maybe they just keep it for better times. You know, you don't want to start working on a space game when all people want, I don't know, like mining game, which is completely different. Or I think maybe there's a maybe a trend or a fashion. The problem is that you need five years at least to develop a game and uh, maybe the trend will be gone by the time you release it, which would be a, a problem. But some franchise, you don't hear about them simply because they're working on another project they believe will work better. This uh, like I was really looking forward to Time Splitter 4, which ne- was never released, and I guess will never be released by now. But they were both by another studio which said, yes, uh, it's in the works, but you know what? At the same time, we have 
don't remember which one was the game they were working on, but we have another one which we know is going to work very well. So we're going to work on the Surefire title first. And if we have a bit of money and time, we'll continue on this one. But, you know, of course, they want to make money, so they will prioritize, you know, the franchise which they know they will work. Or, as well, maybe, you know, like you have so many Star Wars games, maybe at some point people are very star uh, tired, you know, tired a lot of the Star Wars franchise. So they take a 10 year break, develop something else, take, you know, take another franchise, work on something else. And in 10 years, when people don't remember Star Wars anymore, they will release another game and relaunch the hype. You know, it's like a trend, waves and stuff. Mm. That's my view on it, at least. All right. Well, let's get into the news. Uh, the first one I thought was really interesting. I think this is pretty cool. So apparently the new Forza game, Forza, I believe it's Forza 5, uh, is yeah, getting right. sign language, which threw a lot of people off. I've heard people say, wait a second, isn't that the whole point of subtitles? Is Right? But apparently, from what I've seen... People saying that, no, actually, subtitles are insufficient because, A, uh, apparently the grammar used in sign language is different from written. It doesn't follow the same grammar, uh, which is interesting, at least American sign language. And also, sign language is like spoken language has inflection and, you know, you can kind of express you know, anger or happiness or, you know, there's, 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 there's all that, that body language that comes with tone. So there's tone to it. And when you see that in text, it's the same thing as, you know, reading a comment on the Internet. You can't tell if the person's being serious or sarcastic or if they're, you know, angry or whatever. And so apparently they're going to have some kind of sign language translation display up on the screen. So if you're a deaf person, you can see the sign language there and it's supposed to be able to better convey to the deaf, what's going on, you know, so they're able to pick it up. Isn't Forza, you know, like a racing game? It is a racing game. So what do you need about from right, left? and I guess announcers I I or in menus or okay, I don't know. Because I never played a... Forza, so I don't, I, I yeah, would make an, an RPG or a story-based game. Yeah, I understand for a race game against don't really need to read. You see, it turns right. You turn right. I, mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe don't there's know. some I kind never... of career mode or something that needs it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I never played this game, so maybe. But yeah, that's always a good news, I guess. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool that they're actually adding cool. that. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it yet. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have like a person up, up in the lower corner that's that's doing it or uh, if they're going to have... Uh, if if cool, it is going to be a recording of a real person or if it's going to be some sort of animated avatar doing it, I'm not quite sure. But yeah, I think that's I think that's really cool that somebody's adding that because and and then I learned something because I had no idea. You know, I in my head, that was the first thought I had, too, is like, wait, that's what subtitles are for. But yeah, you know, then the adding the tone and the body language to it that you don't get from text. And it's like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I just hadn't thought about it. So I think that's really cool. I'd be excited to see a video of how this works just to just to get an idea of, of it. But uh, yeah, I think that's kind of an interesting feature. So I, I felt that that was newsworthy and, and should be put out there. Something else that most of us gamers already know, this is not news to us, but I guess it's news to somebody. Apparently, I don't remember who did it. I'll have to look it up, but it was published in Mortal a... Kombat. Immortal Kombat. Yeah, it was published in a journal. I'll have to look it up, but uh, this has been peer-reviewed. So this is a scientific fact now that video games do not cause violence. 
<laughs> yeah, so uh, let, let me, me smash let me my keyboard. Yeah, exactly. So this is the funny thing is, let's see, it was published in the Journal of Economic Behavior and Organization. Uh, and the, the quote was, taken together, these results suggest that violent video games may agitate children, but this agitation does not translate into violence against other people, which is the type of violence which we care about most. A likely explanation for my results is that video game playing usually takes place at home where opportunities to engage in violence are lower. This incapacitation effect is especially important for violence prone boys who may especially be especially attracted to violent video games. So what the study basically said is that people who play these video games, they don't act more violently to each other, but they can be more. Uh, they said they 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 do have a higher habit of breaking things after the game. So rage quitting and throwing your controller is a very real thing, but they're not going to go on any shooting sprees or start fights with other kids or anything like that. So, all right. Yeah. So if you're a gamer, this is not news to you. This is something we've known for a long time. This is an outlet uh, for stress. So, you know, you know, don't worry about your kid going crazy by playing violent video games. That said, I'm not, saying go ahead and let your five-year-old you know play mortal Kombat. that's not what i'm saying okay. at all i'm just saying that you don't have to worry if they do that they're going to turn into some kind of psychopath so and to finish this off i will tell you a little story which happened here it uh, in quebec for halloween and which is absolutely ridiculous in my uh, opinion maybe you know this really cool netflix series called squid game of course which is violent yeah quite violent you won't let some kids watch it but it's not mortal Kombat. i mean in case there is a lot of games like roblox or minecraft who add this mod of oh, yeah. squid game but non-violent you know there's no blood everywhere it's just uh, you know when you cross the bridge and you fall in a very roblox like <laughs> and here in Ke and here in quebec you know because some kids play you know outside school and uh, you know like uh, ah if you move you die and uh, they believe that it was too violent so they forbid the kids from playing squid game at school and from purchasing squid game costumes for halloween that was the most popular halloween costume this year i mean come on and uh, and the prime minister actually uh, the prime minister of quebec uh, went live and said come on guys that's stupid it's it's just let them, it's, that's Halloween, just let them take whatever costume they want. And the Prime Minister was highly criticized, saying, no, you can't let our kids, you know, wear violent stuff. It's Halloween, how much worse is it than Jason and Freddy Krueger? <laughs> or the devil, I mean, come on. <laughs> or, or <the> <laughs> like... So yes, video games and, you know, pop culture show can get political and that's, <laughs> your children anyway. are not allowed to dress up like this tv show but satan's perfectly fine <laughs> i mean come absolutely. on absolutely <laughs> especially that all the kids you know parents are not stupid unless they are like 15 16 years old you don't let them play and my kids they are like 7 and 10 and they know squid games they're like how do you know squid games oh look uh, on roblox i'm playing the mod and i checked and i'm like that's all right that's like any other game yeah it's just, just you know like it's kid, it, I mean, so, the whole purpose of Squid Game is it's violent, but they're playing kids' games. These are games exactly. that children play. So, I mean, if, if you take the violence out of it, it's just kids' games. <laughs> That's all it and, is. And it's, it's tug of war. Much, 
And yeah. it's very much like Fall Guy, you know, like uh, yeah. uh, the one which are not qualified, poof, they go out of the screen. There's no violence on this. That was very ridiculous. But, you know, welcome to the world of politically correct. Yeah. Yeah. So don't have to worry about your kid turning into some kind of psychopath. All right. Um, but like I said, you know, it's still up to the parents, you know, it, it, things like gore and stuff like that, if they're very young, could not necessarily drive them to violence, but could be disturbing for a young child. I know kids can get scared watching certain TV shows Absolutely. and stuff like that. So you still yeah. want to uh, get them away from that. And yeah, so basically something we already knew, but science is now catching up with it. Uh, and other than that, the only other piece of news I have is that uh, Microsoft and Sega are teaming up for something. Sega is going to be using their Azure architecture. I'm not quite sure what the project is. I don't think anybody really knows at this point what the project is. But yeah, they're teaming up for something. So keep your eyes out for, for those two, I guess. <laughs> okay, yeah, Chronicle 5. Way. Oh, man, I wish. But I, I certainly hope that that is a multi-platform game. I, I would be very, very sad if Valkyria Chronicles 5 came out and it was... Uh, and it was Xbox only. That would devastate me. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. But uh, but I mean, if it came out for Xbox, I could still get it on PC. So exactly. But uh, I would love to play it Neo on my Major. PS5. Yeah, I definitely one of my favorite, one of my favorite uh, series of all time. So, but uh, no, nah, I'm not sure what that is. I'm not. Sh- we're not sure what it is yet. And no, Microsoft is not buying Sega, which some people thought was what was happening. No, they're not doing that. So. But yeah, so we'll see how that goes. And that is it for the news. I don't really have anything else unless you, well, except for Mass Effect 4. Uh, They released a new poster for it. I don't have a picture of it right now. They, if you, you can look it up and all it shows you is the new ship, I guess. It says on it, the, the, the code for it is, I think, SFX or something like that. And then it shows three or four crew members walking out of the ship towards a crater and there's some sort of looks like almost like a, a geth chassis or body laying in front of the crater. So some people are speculating that the geth will return. So I guess the uh, the kill all synthetic life ending is not canon. So, <laughs> but we'll have to see. I don't know. It looks like it's dead. So maybe that is canon. It's hard to say. But uh, yeah, other right. than that, how about you? You, you? Do you see anything interesting in the news or? Uh, not especially, no. I just saw, you know, the uh, the delays on F- FF14, and I was laughing at people doing, ah, no, we don't want yeah, delay. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing with people whining. To yeah. As they like to whine. Uh, yeah, other than that, like no, nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, other than that, nothing special. All right, then we're going to call it a day. Unfortunately, Phil could not be here with us. We don't know where he is, but we're going to have to put an APB Find out. Him. To find them, yeah. All right, APB. Yeah, I said that correctly, I think. Uh, <laughs> all right, so that is it for today. We will be back next week with a new theme. Maybe Korean was suggesting, I think, Black Friday and talking about some of the sales we're looking forward to because that should be coming up soon. I'm, I'm not here next week, so Korean will be here to replace Korean me. Korean will be, yeah, all right, yes. Remember that Antoine is going to be with his in-laws, correct? With my parents, actually. So I oh, with his parents, my, okay. Uh, yeah, for my eldest uh, birthday. All right, there you go. So they'll be in town. So unfortunately, Antoine will not be able to join us. But Korean should be here, so at least we should have two people. <laughs> Hopefully three. At least. At least, <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how that goes. All right. And with that, thanks for coming. Uh, make sure that if you want to be able to see all our content in the future, that you are subscribing to our channels and whatnot. 
and yeah, just signing up for everything. And as you can see right here today, Crean has been chatting with us and you can do that too. So you can be part of the conversation. We are always recording these shows live. So be there or be square. All right. And with that, I'm going to call an end of the show. So see you all again next time. See you next time. Bye.